Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for November 28th, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled Pursuing Grace-Based Success. We've been learning how to, how to sense the Holy Spirit, how to discern the voice of God, how to be led by the Holy Spirit in all things so that we can become the men, the women that God has called us to be so that we can become the, the success that God sent us to this planet to become so that we can leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. And success in God's eyes is all about purpose. Put this in the chat. Say, I will be who God called me to be. Or you can say it by faith. Say, I am who God says I am. Put that in the chat. I am who God says I am. I will do what God says I can do. I will go where God leads me to go. I will say whatever God tells me to say when I get there. And so my success is tied to that. My success is tied to purpose. It's not measured in the kingdom of God by money or status or titles or fame. No, success in the kingdom of God is measured by purpose. Now, God can give you all of those things. God can make your name great. He can exalt you. He can give you influence in this world. But the singular purpose for him is for you to be the man or the woman that God called you to be for you to leave, for you to do whatever God sent you to this planet to do. So put this in the chat. I will find it. I will follow it. I will finish it before I die. When it comes to my divine success, I will find it. I will follow it. I will finish it before I die. I will discover it. I will develop in it. I will deploy into it before I die. I'm going to get out of me everything that God placed in me while I'm in the land of the living. So for me to do that, though, we're going to learn today that we can't be stressed out. We can't be in despair. We can't allow ourselves to delve into depression. No, as a born-again believer, you must learn how to enter into God's rest. The title of today's message is Pursuing Grace-Based Success, Part 44. With 44 messages into this now, nine weeks into it. And the title is Work On Not Working. I'm going to explain this, but put it in the chat. Say, I work on not working. I'm working on not working in my own ability, my own power, my own, my own strength. I'm working on not being stressed out. I will work on not working. Get ready for the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. I'm ready to release. I pray that you're ready to receive. And so our foundation of scriptures are, let's get through those, and then we'll get into the message. Ephesians chapter two, verses eight through 10, the Bible says, I mean that you were saved by grace. All you did was believe. You did not save yourself. Salvation, eternal life is a gift from God. God offers uh, this salvation, eternal life to everyone everywhere. And all we do is receive the gift. You can't work for a gift. All, all you can do with the gift is receive it. So we're not saved by the things that we've done. We, don't, we have nothing to boast about. So God has made us what we are. Say that. Say, God has made me who I am. In Christ Jesus, verse 10 says, God made us a new creation so that we could spend the remainder of our days doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. So say, I have work to do. Put that in the chat. I have work to do. Like you and I, we're on this planet and we have work to do. God sent us uh, to this planet at just the right time. And then he reveals to us what he had prepared for us from the foundations of the world so you and I have work to do. We need to, to work on becoming who it is that God has called us to be. First Corinthians chapter one, verses 30 and 31, the, the Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. So this is you, this is Christ Jesus. And once you're united with Christ Jesus, for our benefit, God made Christ Jesus to become wisdom itself. So you and I, we have access to wisdom 
from above. Not only that, but God made us right with him because of Jesus. So say this, put it in the chat. I am the righteousness of God by faith. So I'm the righteousness of God by faith. So I have access to wisdom. I've been declared righteous. The text says also, I've been made pure. I've been made holy and God freed me from sin. All of that is because of Jesus. None of that is because of me. Verse 31 says, therefore, if I'm going to boast, I must boast in the Lord because I have nothing to boast about. It's not about me. It's all about him. Second Timothy chapter one and verse nine, the Bible says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling so that our lives could be about something that's bigger than just us. But God didn't save us and call us with a holy calling according to our own works. No, the text says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling according to his own purpose and grace. So God gave us a purpose and the grace for the purpose. God gave us an assignment and the grace for the assignment. God gave us both in Christ Jesus. God gave us both in Christ Jesus, the text says, before the beginning of time. So all of this is all about God. None of this is about me. Say it's all about him. All right, so in in Hebrews chapter 4, I've been walking you through Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Let's take a look at verse 11 today from the Amplified and the easy to read. Hebrews 4 and 11 from the Amplified says, Let us therefore be zealous and exert ourselves to strive diligently to enter into rest. The rest of God, to know and experience this rest for ourselves, that no one may fall or perish by the same kind of unbelief and disobedience that the Israelites did when they fell in the wilderness. Verse 11 from the easy to read says, so let us try as hard as we can to enter God's place of rest. Say that, put it in the chat. Say, I will try as hard as I can to enter into God's rest. I'm trying to rest. I'm working on not working. I'm trying as hard as I can to enter God's place of rest. The text says, we must try hard so that none of us can be lost by following the example of those who refuse to obey God. So, so the, the writer of Hebrews paints a, a vivid picture for us of, of the Israelites from Numbers 13, Numbers 14, how they failed to, to obey God or believe God, how they missed out on God's best, how millions of people died into the, uh, in the wilderness because of their unbelief. And then the writer says, listen, we got to exert ourselves. We got to strive diligently, make every effort to enter into God's rest. We must be diligent concerning attempting to enter into God's rest. We must be focused and and purposeful as it relates to entering into God's rest. Why? Because without effort, without being purposeful, then it's so easy for us to fall out of rest and into unbelief, worry, doubt, and all sorts of negative anxiety. Today in 2022, so many people are dealing with anxiety. They're stressed out because they have failed to enter into God's rest. So what does this mean for you today? On this Monday morning, I I said all of that to set up the message. What does this mean for you today? I have four things to share with you in this morning. And as I I share these four things, this is where I need you to lock in, open up your heart to receive. Four things. Number one, here we go. It takes discipline to maintain the disposition of your soul. It takes discipline to maintain the disposition of your soul. So what what do I mean? Well, your soul, this is comprised of your mind, your emotions, and your will. For you to have divine rest in your soul, it is going to take some discipline to you to get to that point where you have rest and then to maintain that rest. Because if you let your guard down, even for a moment, if you give your the devil your attention for five seconds, he will have your mind for five minutes. 
and, and he will rob you of your rest and peace. Okay, let me give you an example that people can understand. I know people that take very good care of their physical bodies, right? There's three parts of you. Your body is one of those parts. There are people that take care of their bodies very well. They are disciplined concerning what goes in their mouth. They're very disciplined concerning what they eat, how much water they drink, how much exercise they do, how much they stretch, all of that, supplements that they take. They are very diligent and focused. And as a result, because they're diligent and focused and dedicated, they have an athletic body and their their body functions physically at the highest level. Now, you can understand that, right? Well, if you can understand that, you can understand how you need that same level of discipline and focus and dedication for your soul. Your soul is comprised of your mind, your emotions, and your will. So if you neglect your soul, you neglect your spirit, but you do all of this stuff physically, you're spending five hours in the gym, but five minutes in the word, then you can have an amazing physical body, but your life will be falling apart because your life is not governed by your physical body. Your life is governed by your spirit and your soul. Your spirit is who you are and your soul is where you're making decisions. So in this series, I'm teaching you how to become the best version of yourself. Put that in the chat. Say, I become the best version of myself. I want you to become the best version of yourself. I want you to operate on the greatest level. I want you to maximize your purpose and potential while you're in the land of the living. But I want all of that. I want you to get out of you everything God deposited in you while you're here. But to be clear, that will never happen if you are not purposeful concerning the maintenance and the disposition of your soul. Once again, your mind, your emotions, your will, your thinker, your feel, or your chooser. So in your soul, that's where you make decisions. That's where you tell your feelings how to feel. And that's where you're you're always thinking, right? So if you lack discipline, where your soul is concerned, you become an easy target for Satan. You must be disciplined where your soul is concerned, because if not, Satan can easily manipulate you and get you over to fear, doubt, and unbelief, and maybe even over into despair and to, and to depression. It is real easy for people who don't have discipline concerning their soul for Satan to rob them of their joy and peace. Put this in the chat and say it by faith. Say, say no one will rob me of my joy and peace. Say it out loud. No one will rob me of my joy and peace. So the enemy, Satan, he knows how to distract people. He knows how to possibly even try to derail you from your destiny. He wants you to live a life, Satan wants you to live a life full of fear, doubt, unbelief, despair, depression, confusion. And if you're born again, just to be very clear, you could be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit and depressed. You could be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit and confused. You could be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit and have no peace in your heart. Why? Because you lack discipline where your soul is concerned. As a believer, you must, first of all, enter into God's rest and then have the discipline to maintain the disposition of your soul. This is how you make the most of every day. Your soul, in your soul, you need to believe what God believes about you. You need need to be be able to walk over to the mirror, look in the mirror and say, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. Put this in the chat. I love and like myself. You need to learn how to love and like yourself. You need to see yourself the way that God sees you and believe what God believes about you and declare God's blessing over your life. All of that happens in the disposition of your soul. You might have an amazing physical body, but if you're not maintaining the discipline concerning the disposition of your soul, then Satan can sway you and derail you and rob you of your peace. And the devil is is a liar. You don't want that to happen to you. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, You won't enter into God's rest unless you do so on purpose. 
And so, so if you want to enter into God's rest, which is what I'm teaching from Hebrews chapter four, you have to do so on purpose. You're not going to wake up one morning and just automatically just realize, oh, guess what? I'm worry-free. I'm stress-free. Uh, my life is free of unnecessary strain. It's not going to just happen. If you, if you want to enter into God's rest, you have to do so on purpose. You, and, and you cannot rely on your power, or your ability, or your strength. If you're going to enter into God's rest, you have to do so on knowing that it is your faith that's going to lay hold of God's grace. The grace of God is available for you to see yourself the way that God sees you, to believe what God believes about you, to enter into God's rest and not rely on your power, your ability, your strength. But you must tap into that grace with your faith. But you can't be passive. Put this in the chat. Say, I will not be passive. Concerning the disposition of my soul, I will not be passive. God is not going to force you to be blessed. To be very clear, God is not going to impose his will on your life. God wants you to enter into his rest. But if you're going to enter into his rest, you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to. You, if you want to become a success, you have to submit to the process. You have to believe God. You have to believe what God believes about you. You got to get into the word. You got to renew your mind to think and act like God. You, success in Christ is not a matter of more trying. It's a matter of more dying. You must die to self, die to sin, die to selfishness, die to your selfish desires, enter into God's rest, be at peace with who you are, be at peace in your soul, hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, embrace the grace to do what you could never do without him so that you can leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. All of that is all about him. None of that is about you. But if you want that, you can't be passive. You have to actively pursue the things of God. Say amen to that. Number three, you won't remain in God's rest. You're not going to enter into God's rest if you don't do so on purpose. And you're not going to stay there if you don't do so on purpose. So once you've made an effort to lay hold of the divine rest that the Father has made available to you, God offers you this place of rest. I, I read to you Hebrews chapter four, verses one through 11. Those people missed out on, on that, that offer for God's rest. The, the writer of Hebrews says, that rest still remains. God has offered you another day. That day is today. Today, harden not your hearts. Today, enter into God's rest. Today. So all of this is available to you, right? To enter into God's rest. But once you're there, you got to remain there. And if you don't remain there, it's probably going to be because of one or two reasons. Either Satan got you out of there or you got yourself out of there. Let me address both. Satan will do his best to get you out of rest, right? Make no mistake. We have a real adversary. We have a foe. And he's not happy if you're happy. To be clear, Satan is not happy if you're happy. The enemy and his minions want to do everything they can to get you outside of God's rest. They want you in fear, doubt, unbelief, worry, stress, struggle, and strain. And if you're living that way, they love it. They love it when you're confused. They love it when you're, when you're just submitting to negative thoughts. And so when the negative thoughts come, you have to take control of those negative thoughts, bring them under the subjection of Christ, so that you can enjoy the rest that God has given to you. And once you have that rest, once you have tasted of this divine rest, then you want to maintain it. You, you want to live every day. You don't ever want to live your day without rest. You don't ever want to get to the point where you allow yourself to get to the point where you're trying to go to sleep and you can't go to sleep because you're, you're worrying, you're in doubt, you're in fear, you're in unbelief. That's not, the, that's not the life of the believer. And you could be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit and have no peace because you allowed yourself to be there. But those days are over. Say those days are over. All right. Also, just like the enemy can try to rob you of your peace, your unrenewed mind can rob you of your peace. Everything is not the devil. To be clear, a lot of times we do things for ourselves. You can get out of rest and it's not, and it's not the devil. It's you. 
You have a mind, and if your mind is not renewed, this is why you have to be deprogrammed and then reprogrammed. If you, uh, you know, when I first got born again, my friends were like, oh man, you, 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 you being brainwashed. It was like, yeah, I want to wash. I'm doing this on purpose. I'm brainwashing myself. I want to wash my brain. Why? Because I was raised a certain way and I didn't know how to live like God wants me to live. And now I'm learning from the Bible how to live and all of that old stuff. I want to be deprogrammed. I want to be reprogrammed. I want to think and act like God. I, the, the word of God contains the character, the attributes and the nature of God. It contains his ways. And so I want to learn his character, attributes and nature. I want to learn his ways and I want his ways to be my ways. I want my ways to be his ways. I want there to be no disconnect between my ways and his ways. In John chapter 15, Jesus said, if you abide in me, my words abide in you. If you ever get to the point where there's no disconnect between you and the Father, where you and the Father are one, where your will is his will, his will is your will. There's no di there's no disconnect between your will and his will, between his will and your will. If you ever get to that point, Jesus said, ask for whatever you want, because at, at that point, what you, what you want is what he wants, and what he wants is what you want. Yeah, so you got to, your mind must be renewed. There are some people that, that are born again, but their mind is not renewed, and so they're still thinking and acting like the ways of this world, and so you could be born again and then lose your rest and you lose your joy and lose your peace. And it wasn't God that did it. You did it. You have an unrenewed mind. As a born again believer, you got to be deprogrammed and then reprogrammed. You, you, what you don't want is to defeat yourself with your own old thoughts. Once you're born again, you are, your, your spirit is made new. You're a new man living in an old body in need of a new mind. You are a new man living in an old body in need of a new mind. And if you don't get a new mind, then you will defeat yourself with your old thoughts. Say amen to that. What you don't want is to defeat yourself. Something, some things are not Satan. Some things are you. And so Satan can, can rob you of your peace and you can rob you of your peace if you submit to the old mind and the old ways. Say amen to that. All right, number four and finally, Last one for today. Work on not working. Say, I work on not working. I'm working on not relying on the arm of the flesh. The writer of Hebrews teaches us to labor, to work hard on not working. What he's saying is that you can't rely on human power, human ability, human strength. Human effort is not good enough. You will never be able to do what God has called you to do in your own power, your own ability, your own strength. So if you focus too much on you, then you will get stressed out. Because God calls you to do things that you cannot do without him. So, and you might wind up making the mistake that the people made in the text. What was the, the mistake that they made in the text? God said, this is Numbers chapter 13, Numbers chapter 14. The writer of Hebrews is referencing that. God says, hey, I'm giving you this land. Hey, God said the land is yours. God said, this is land that I'm giving to you because I promised your forefathers to give it to them some 400 years ago. So it's all, it's, it's, I'm giving it to you for free. This is your land. I, I, I brought you out of Egypt. I made sure they gave you silver and gold and precious stones. You didn't come out empty handed. I brought you out here. I'm bringing you into the land flowing with milk and honey. This is land that I promised your forefathers to give them some 400 years ago. I'm giving you this land. Doesn't matter that the land is inhabited by giants. My grace is only, I'm telling you, is your land. And so if it's giants there, you're just going to have to kick out the giants. You, you can fight because my grace is on you to fight. But these people did not believe. They didn't enter into God's rest. You must learn how to enter into God's rest concerning the things that God has spoken over your life. You got to rest in God's promises. Put Say that. Put it in the chat. 
I rest in every promise God has spoken over me. I rest in every, I am who God says I am. I will do what God says I can do. I'm going to operate on every level that God has called me to operate on. I'm resting in the promises of God. Every promise God has spoken over me shall come to pass. No matter how difficult it looks, no matter how big it seems, no matter how much money I don't have or have connections, it doesn't matter. My reliance is on him. And so I'm living in him. I'm looking unto him. He is the author and the finisher of my faith. And so millions of people died in the wilderness because they put a no where God put a yes. Millions of people died in the wilderness because they said, oh, there's giants in the land. We can't do it. Two people said we are well able, but millions said no, they couldn't do it. And so millions of people died. They missed out on God's best because they failed to enter into God's rest. Don't let this be you. I know that what I'm teaching is not easy. It's difficult because there are many Christians who will is way easier for them to rely on themselves than to rely on God. God says, hey, I'm going to do this. And they go, well, it's so much easier for me to just do it. Uh, I'll try to do it this way. I'll try to do it that way. And God is like, no, I want, I want to do this. I called you. Listen, there's some things that God wants you to do. There's some things that God will tell you to wait. There's some things that God wants to do for you. There, there's some pieces on the chessboard that God, that he doesn't want you to get out ahead of him. So it is difficult for many believers because they just want to do, they want to rely on themselves. And the text says, work on not working. You have to labor to enter into God's rest. You must make every effort to rest in God. You must resist every urge to stress out over the things that you should be trusting God for. So, so when you're, so say this, put it in the chat, say when Instead of stressing, I am resting. Put that in the chat. Instead of stressing, I am resting. I'm learning how to rest in the things of God. When God tells me to go, I'll go. When God tells me to do, I'll do. But when God tells me to wait, I'll wait. I'm learning how to rest in the things of God. I'm learning how to trust God's timing. I'm learning how to trust God's ability, his power, his plans. I'm learning how to make sure that my life is not about me. I'm I'm trying to make sure that I'm not the one that's trying to make everything happen because I can't make everything happen. I'm relying on him. I'm looking unto him as the author and the finisher of my faith. I'm learning how to enter into God's rest and I'm working on not working so that I'm not stressed out. And while I'm resting, God is working. Say that, say that out loud. While I'm resting, God is working. While I'm resting, God is working. And while I'm working, God is resting. So I'm learning how to enter into God's rest. Say amen to that. All right, this, that's enough for today. You know, obviously, you know, I give you all this stuff in chunks. I gave you a big chunk today. I'll stop there. So, so put this in the chat as we close. I'm, I'm going to lead you to speak something over your life. Say, I'm learning to enter into God's rest. Just put that in the chat. And now let's speak some things over our life to close out the message. Say this. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. I also thank you for making it clear to me that divine rest is available. Before I came to you, Father, I grew up learning how to be independent. I was taught to rely on myself. I developed over the years to the point where I was proud of the fact that I could do things on my own. Then I was born again. And your word has taught me another way. Your word has taught me to rely on you totally. Your word is teaching me that you already planned for my existence. You already prepared for my arrival. And you already set up everything I need. 
to become a success in this world. You did all of this because you love me. Your grace is amazing. And so now you're teaching me how to access your grace with my faith. You don't want me to live my life relying on me because that will lead to stress, struggle, and strain. You offer me a better way. You offer me a place called rest. So now, Father, I live my life resting in your eternal peace. And I remain there by faith. I resist every temptation to fall back into fear, doubt, worry, unbelief, stress, struggle, strain, and strife. I submit to you, Father. I resist the devil and he flees from me. I think the way you think and I enter into your rest. This is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, you want my notes? Don't you want my notes? You get the notes for free. Go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Uh, I want you to enter into God's rest. Do me a favor. Two things, though. If this message was a blessing to you, go into the chat right now. Just leave me a, hey, this blessed me because today I learned whatever. Leave me a comment. I like to read those comments. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. I love you. God loves you, too. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, I published a book and several journals, and we also have Grace Life gear. You can find all of that information at rickpina.co. Go to rickpina.co and that's your one-stop shop to be able to access all of the products and apparel that we have available for you. Thank you for being a blessing to us and we pray that we continue to be a blessing to you.